Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ernest, what's up? Look, today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind, a real weight on my shoulders. You know, we all have these moments, big or small, that just stick with us. When we don't talk about these things, then they can start to affect our lives in unexpected ways. That's why having a space to express these feelings is so important. I know firsthand the benefits of therapy. It's been transformative for my friends and family. Therapy can help you learn crucial skills like setting boundaries and developing coping strategies. It's not just about dealing with major events. It's also about enhancing your day-to-day -day life, allowing you to become the best version of yourself. So if you've been thinking about therapy, BetterHelp can be a great option for you. It's entirely online, which makes it super convenient and adaptable to your busy schedule. You start by filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapists at any time if you feel the need without any additional costs. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EarnYourLeisure today to get 10% off your first month. Remember, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash earn your leisure don't wait don't hesitate head over there now yo if you thought the mccrispy was busting hold up bacon and ranch have entered the chat say hello to the bacon ranch mccrispy ba-da-ba-ba-ba -ba -ba. 
at participating McDonald's limited time only. All right. So we're going to get into this, man. This, this, this is going to be dope. I'm looking forward to this. So I'm going to start with you, Ryan. So talk about what you have going on, technology, as far as the last time we spoke, I'm sure a lot of things have changed from that, right? Um, talk about Superphone. Talk about the next era of Superphone and where it's headed and how it's going to empower not just artists, entrepreneurs, everybody. For sure. First of all, it was great to see everybody in the building, well, in the open air. <laughs> uh, and uh, everything in my life and career has always been focused on service. My family actually comes from the Salvation Army. That's how I, I grew up. And Superphone is a technology which allows me to actually scale kind of a brainchild that I had that in the spirit of ownership and the spirit of entrepreneurship, the first stage of ownership comes from owning equity. And that equity should first be in the relationships that you have. You've probably heard about it before. Your net work is your net worth. Superphone is really that next level of allowing you to actually know who you're talking to. If I, if I ask you to take your phone out right now, you're probably, of all the contacts you have in your phone, you're probably only using about 3% of them. What we want to do is deliver a layer of technology so that you can unlock the value in every relationship. Somehow that person got into your phone and this works across the board. So whether it is for you as an artist, for you as an entrepreneur, for you as somebody that's raising money, for you that wants to have any kind of impact, as long as you can remove yourself or selfish concepts from what you want to achieve and you root what you're doing in service, you've heard it before. How do you make a billion dollars? Learn how you can be of service to a billion people. So that's really what we're doing with Superphone on two levels. Number one, actually building technology that allows you to, to really have ownership of your audience. We did this on my own project. We did it with Nipsey Hussle, where he actually took his record and he inverted his entire business model. So instead of saying, hey, I need a million people to make a million dollars, he said I could find the fans, the supporters. And the first record I could do a thousand copies at a hundred. And then we could flip that again. And we could do a hundred copies at a thousand. And we were proud to be part of the technology stack that made that happen. So whatever you're building, it's really about thinking about all of the features that you have in Gmail. The ability to have a folder, the ability to have a filter, the ability to mark something as unread so you can come back and check on it later. We're bringing that and retrofitting what is really our legacy social handle, which is our mobile number. That's how you really know when you have a real connection. And I got a lot of people out here that have phone numbers, but you really know when you're connected, when you ring that phone, especially now. Nobody actually wants to pick up the phone now, right? So you know you're really connected when somebody will actually take that phone call. And so that's what we're building with Superphone. And it's not also, it's not only about just building a technology, it's also about allowing everyone to be a part of it. So in many cases, especially if, with people of color, we've made platforms hot. And when we make those platforms hot, we don't get the email that says, hey, do you want to be an owner? Whether it was Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, if y'all travel overseas, you didn't get the email that said, hey, you can own some stock. We understand 
that in order to change the narrative of building wealth, especially in our community, we need to open the doors and make sure that anyone that wants to be involved as an owner can do so. And so we also, for as little as $100, we partner with a platform that allows people to actually own shares of super, uh, own shares of Superphone at this early stage. So that's, that's what we own. Appreciate it. That's a lot. Clap it up for that, y'all. <laughs> Russell, my brother, I'm gonna come to you, man, because when I've been listening to Ryan talk, and I'm listening and knowing who you are, talking about inverting a business and being able to capture a community and have people involved. That's kind of been a blueprint for what you've done. So can you talk about the, the power of independence, but also capturing fans and be able to utilize that to your benefit? Uh, man, completely. Like, you got to cultivate a village, you feel me? If you want to eat and not have to go... Um, outside of your village and your unit to rely on other people, you gotta cultivate that. And we've done that by just uh, allowing people to support us at every level. You know, with the ticketing platform, we did proud to pay tickets. So it's like, if you wanna see certain artists, if the ticket is $100 and you only got 98, you're not gonna be able to see them. But we created infrastructure to where, if you're a little short, you can still come see me, you feel me? <laughs> and I think that's very important, cause, uh, some, some people just ain't got it, but they still deserve to get the same experience and same amenities, you know? So we, we took it from there and then we did it with music. You know, I was on a bike ride and I was thinking about how Nipsey did the $100 album. And I didn't have too many niggas around me with $100 at the time. So it was like, all right, so let me just allow them to pay whatever they can. So that way I'll walk away with $1 instead of zero, you know? And we opened the door with music and then we took it to merch. And I was just like, we've seen the benefits of when, when you have something that everyone can afford at whatever price point that they set, you may not always win monetarily, but in terms of marketing, it's like I have a million people wearing my product proudly. You know, they're proud of the money they spent. There's not too many places where you can go with just a little and still feel like you got what everybody else got, you know? So we just opened the doors for people to support us at every level. So, Kiss, I want to ask you, we're going to talk about the coffee, but before the coffee, I, me and Troy went to your show with Styles. Um, shout out to SP. Yeah. And before the show, we was talking to Styles, and he was excited because he's like, yo, we actually, we got the venue. Like, we, we the promoters. Yeah. So, talk about that as far as you've been in the game for a long time. How was that experience of you actually booking the show yourself and you bringing other artists on and different things of that nature? Before I even get into that, it's more about um, for anybody that want to be an aspiring artist, producer, or any other type of business you want to get into, I think you need to learn as much as you can about anything you're about to, uh, just like a marriage, anything you're about to fall in love with, anything you're about to spend the rest of your life with, you should try to obtain as much knowledge as you can before you actually, you know, jump the broom or sign the contract. And um, with the back-to-back -back concert, being in the game 20-something years, and, and like my brother right here said, these venues are ripping you off. They're actually using what you bring to the venue and making money off you, and you're the whole, the whole piece of the pie. So it's about understanding what you're doing we just wanted to get the venue um, and put on a show for our fans and our people and our peers and 
and make some money as well as have some fun. But it all goes back to learning, learning the business you're in, learning your craft, and more than just wanting to have the number one record or the number one beat or top eight at eight or be lit, as the young kids say now. You want to learn and have some equity. Because you, you said top eight at eight, they were like, what's that? <laughs> right. Being on the radio, an old show that they had on the radio, but instead of wanting to be lit or popping or whatever you call it, you want to have some equity and you want to, you know, make money off yourselves and not spread yourself too thin. And that's what we was able to do. It was successful and we still learning every day. Um, I go by slogan, school is always open. That means you can learn something new every day. Powerful. So I want to talk about full circle moments for a sec, right? So we had United Masters, obviously Steve Stout. Let's talk about the power of branding. I guess you, you can all take this, but the importance of branding and partnering with brands that make sense. So Steve Stout, the Reebok commercial, everybody knows that, the AI commercial. But even to present day, like, as I'm watching the NFL, I'm hearing your voice over the commercials. So I'm like, yo, yo kisses everywhere, man. So talk about aligning with brands and the, the, the power. The power behind that. Uh, branding is very important. Aligning yourself with brands is even more important. Um, but with today's society, social media, as you see when tragic things happen, before somebody would help an elderly person, they pull out their phone. So everybody's a brand. And when you, you know, when you're an artist, an athlete, a businessman, businesswoman, you got to think that you're a brand and do as much as you can to support that brand, give a positive outlook on the brand, and just keep, you know, pr productivity as much as you can because that's going to help your financial situation in the, in the long run with all eyes on you in today's society. So, Ron, I want to ask you about ownership. Um, you broke down how you made a bunch of money by selling, like, 14,000 albums before on the show, but... Talk about like the power of ownership and leveraging that to actually make money. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that, uh, that when you have the right information, you have the right access to information and the right infrastructure, you really can, as long as you're rooted in service, you can really make however much you wanna make. So a lot of times I would go to my record company and I say, hey look, you know, um, my first album, I sold, you know, 160,000 albums. I'm not platinum status. I didn't have no records on the chart. Then my second album, which was Grammy nominated, I only sold 60,000. And so I went to him, I said, hey, look, we're in the digital age. If I sold 180,000, how come we don't know all those people? Can I just press an email and we can email everybody who bought the last one? They should definitely want to know about the first one. <laughs> and it, it sounds funny now, right? Because we should actually know, but I, 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 I will, present this challenge to y'all that if you're building on social media, you're really just renting your audience. And so for me in 2013, I said, look, if I want to actually have this information, I got to give to receive. So I gave my number out on Twitter. I say, look, just send me a text if you want the record. And by that time, I'd already bought my contract out. So every single dollar that came in, it went straight to the bank account instantly. I see that's what you're doing now. And so the beauty of that and this, I think what you're talking about is first having that relationship, that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the fans and letting them know that you're here to actually be of service to them, however 
they are looking to actually support you. So at the very beginning, the opening conversation was just the music. Hey, let me just download the music. But then people would actually, and when we talk about brand partnerships, people would actually text in, yo, you didn't know, but I run the Lamborghini Club in so-and-so. So whenever you do your next video, man, just call me up, I'll bring 17 of those things out. Sounds great to me. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. I was over there. Next, people said, you know what, Ryan, listen, we love the concerts and everything, and, and, and I've been doing this for a long time, actually doing my tickets direct. And sometimes it's a struggle because the venues actually, they have deals with the larger promoters, et cetera. So I had to go out and find a promoter that was willing to take that chance with me. And, and when you look at it, even in boxing, et cetera, once the talent becomes the promoter, the whole financial breakdown starts to change. And they, are, they start to understand their business better. And when they start to understand their business, the ingenuity of a creative becomes present in the execution of those business ideas. And as you sit here in this audience as creatives, make sure that you pay attention to the business because as you know your business better and better and better, your ingenuity as a creator, your creativity is what is gonna make the difference. We're watching it live in real time, We're watching the history that's being made, the ingenuity and creativity. But also, it's also about understanding that it's not just about you. It's about being able to connect with those who also relate to the impact that you wanna have. And so, I watched my young brother right here. He found uh, a platform, I think it's called even.biz, right? He found that platform, a young brother, a, another young, young guy, man, super creative and said, look, your concept of what you wanna do, we can help you bring it to life. What does that do? That allows for you to remain the creative and you can choose the folks on your team that can elevate and put the infrastructure around the impact that you wanna have. Once again, it comes down to having those phone numbers, making those phone numbers work for you, making those phone calls work for you. And so, um, when we think about the, the, the economics of it, once you can start to realize what products or services people would actually pay a premium for, you can interact and engage with those supporters at that level. And so, yeah, go ahead. You said something that was extremely insightful. You said once the talent becomes the promoter, that's when everything changes, and you referenced boxing. And that was, I'm glad you did that because everybody knows Floyd Mayweather made more money than any boxer, right? It's not necessarily that he made the most money because he was the best boxer, although he, he is one of the best boxers. He made the most money because he was the promoter. That's how he changed the game. That's how he went from making 20 million to 180 million yeah. with Conor McGregor, like, you know what I'm saying? So, that was actually extremely insightful, and you could be the promoter not only in that situation, but as a musician. What we do when we do financial literacy events, we, we book the whole thing. So just look at it from that standpoint, like when you cut the middlemen, middlemen always make the most money in America and in the world. If you think of Amazon, Amazon's a middleman, right? It's really a logistics company. They get in product, they don't make any product. They're shipping product from one person to another person. And they make billions of dollars because of that, right? So middlemen make the most money. So if you could figure out how to be the talent and the middleman, now you really have a monopoly. It's both. Now, my brother, Russell, I know you were sitting there like, yo, Troy was right. 
Troy was right. Ryan knows everything. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, how did he know I was using that? But I want to talk about infrastructure because you said something, you kind of breezed over it at first. You're like, yo, we created a ticket site for ourselves. But that really came from solving a problem, right? Like every time yeah, I look yeah. at you and I watch your, your clips, I'm like, there's a solution he's trying to create. He's creating a solution to a problem. He's creating another solution to a problem. Talk about that, the ticket innovation and what sparked it and how you, you came about, you know, yeah. executing on it. So it's called What's TBA? It's Black Owned, founded by myself and Abrima and Shay. And um, basically, yeah, it was a solution. Like Ryan was saying, we've always booked our own shows, but, and we've never had an issue as long as we were using their infrastructure. As soon as we created our own, then we start getting all the, oh, we can't do that show here because this, this. So um, it just enabled us to, find all the independent venues and the people that really have the same ethics as us and not trying to monopolize. And it really allowed us to enter a market that didn't exist. You know, there's nowhere else where you could get a show of this experience at the price that you can get it. And it's scalable for people who support you differently. Like someone, I was thinking like some people may find me and they like, mm, I like him and I want to see what he about. I don't want to pay $60 for it, right? And they should have that leisure. But some people are like, I love him and I really want to support. It needs to go beyond that, right? And we've just allowed people to do so. So uh, for us, it was just solving that issue of not being able to get everyone in a building who wanted to be in the building, right? We're not trying to deny nobody access. I came up where I didn't have it all the time. So we want to make sure that people can still get the same access. So That's incredible. So yeah, kiss. You're a I, I, genius I, yeah, I was gonna say like You're crazy before the ticket thing. <laughs> I was telling kids, we were talking about backstage. I was like, "Yo, he's doing shows in his backyard." Yeah. So tell tell him to play on that, man. Yeah, man. So we built a residency. I ended up building a venue in my backyard because another venue told me no, and it was the best thing they could do for me. You know, at first I was bothered, but it was like, man, they did something. Yeah, residency. So last year we announced four shows and we sold out all of them. We got it coming back this summer and kisses cabooling up and rapping with us. That's fast. You know, That's fast. legendary. But yeah, um, man, it was another, another one of us just not having that access outside and deciding to build our own village. Now, it's so dope because it's giving so many of my homies a job. And it's just giving us something to where if anything ever happens, I know I could wake up and go in my backyard and get my family back right. Woo. And we own it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Kiss, let me ask you this. So, you uh, you went left when everybody's going right, right? Everybody has a liquor brand, spirits, um, but you decided to have a coffee. Yeah. Um, so, coffee, billion dollar industry, and something that people drink every single day. Mm. I know your dad has a history in coffee, and it's a family business too, with your dad and your son. So. What really made you want to really push the envelope and go into the coffee business? Um, coffee. My dad, like you said, my dad been in coffee since 1977. He said uh, he worked for the Maxwell House Division when he came to New York from Memphis. Um, he actually raised me off working in coffee and raised my family. He likes to say we have skin in the game. It's not like a pay for hire. And um, 
he always wanted me to be, you know, with him in the business, but I chose to do my thing, you know. So that hurt him a little bit. Then my son, when, my, when I had my son, raise him, put him through school, he graduated Clark Atlanta. My dad was hoping, my dad was hoping that he would want to take the coffee business. <laughs> Somebody then, please. And he didn't, then he didn't really show no interest in it. And um, my dad kept doing his own thing. Then after the first verses with Fab, and y'all know I was Jada drunk. <laughs> and, and my dad, my dad's not really social media inclined, so uh, I think my daughter was over my mom and dad's house, and my niece was over there, and they were showing them the live feed, and people were like, "Yo, get kids some coffee or get him some water." I think he's drunk, so he came up with an idea of doing like an antidote coffee. But we didn't want to flirt with the whole intoxicated thing. It wasn't the time yet. Then, after doing the Dipset verses, I caught a lot of momentum, a lot of opportunity. Start Legendary Dipset verses. Legendary. Then he was like, uh, I think it's time to launch the Kiss Cafe, my brand of the coffee. Um, we put in like two years, me and my dad and my son, we bought in my man Seth Free and his wife for the compound and do the marketing. We launched it, um, and it's doing pretty damn good. But for the most part, you know, people from our ethnic backgrounds don't don't even think about generational wealth. So for me to launch a company with my dad and my son, I probably won't be here or be alive to see the success that it receives. But just to, you know, get it off the ground is a blessing, and I'm thankful every day for it. It's doing very well. The coffee is probably the best coffee you can ever drink. Make sure y'all check it Not out. Not even probably. And and I'm just happy to be here, man. <laughs> uh, like as you as you speaking, I'm in my head. I'm like, my pops think his son is deserting him. It's hurting him. You see, Guess all I gotta that. be the man to sit down and work with him. See, that's all. That's all going to be in the dock. I, yeah. I, I had years. I had years of not talking to my dad in the same crib. Yeah. You know I mean, we we had different views and. You know, but it all worked out. I love them. We we rocking out strong now, and it's a blessing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see, man. The Three power of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> right. I I joke a lot, and I'm like, yo, Ryan knows everything. But there's a lot of creators in here. I want you to talk about the amount of time that you and dedication you put into studying spaces, right? Because when I got on the phone, you were like, yo, I know you guys are using this messaging. I'm like, yo, Mike. How how Ryan notice, right? So talk talk about the process of actually studying a craft and the amount of time you're putting into it. Yeah, they say overnight success takes um takes about ten years, right? So overnight success takes ten years, and that's really because when you're working on a concept, you want to impact at that level. Earners, what's up? Look. I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. 
That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy to use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex, simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k, and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, the real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. People actually don't care that much about the times that you're kind of grinding it out on your own. And for me, I kind of had the same kind of relationship with my father. Uh, 
I, I, I never went to a place where I wasn't speaking to him. But uh, he put me through Harvard, you know, and he came as a Caribbean father and said, yo, the way that you're going to make it in, in, in the United States of America is going to happen through education. And so I wanted to accelerate that as quickly as possible because I knew I wanted to do music. So 14 years old, I was like, hey, look, you know, can I test out of high school so I can start this early, man, and get you your diploma? He said, what you mean? My diploma actually hangs on my dad's wall. And the reason I bring that up is oh, because... What age did you go to Harvard? I, I got in when I was 14 and I, I was a, a freshman at 15. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> I knew it! What, what they thought we was joking? They thought we was joking. No, he's a real genius. Like, we wasn't joking. You're crazy, nah. so, <laughs> I knew it! So, I knew it! Right. So, my diploma's actually on my father's wall. And uh, when, when I got out of school, I thought I was, you know, Mr. Entrepreneur. And I, I had this concept of this little business plan. I said, okay. I'm gonna make beats. I know I'm nice with making beats. My business plan, I'm gonna sell five beats a week at $200. Cause the other folks that graduated from Harvard, they were all going to Boston Consulting Group and McKinsey and these kinds of other companies. And I said, look, if I can build a business plan where I'm making as much as them, then my dad's gonna actually say, okay, you know, my son's all right. When you make that first business plan though, especially as a youngster like I was, you got big, big, big dreams. And I got a quick reality check. You know, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna sell five beats a week at 200, I'll give me a thousand a week. 52,000, I'm good, I'm gonna tell my dad I'm fine. I told him, I actually told him I worked at Boston Consulting Group, but I was actually making beats. <laughs> and uh, all, the, all the bills started going to the house, right? <laughs> and I, you know, eventually I said, hey mom, listen, you know, um, my phone, uh, you know, I. I need a whole something from my phone. She said, well, I, I, Brian, I already knew because the bills, they've been coming here, you know? Because I actually was basically homeless. I was living in a garage behind a barbershop uh, in Randolph, Massachusetts. But that, that concept that you're talking about of just putting the work in when people aren't looking, the reason my parents knew that I was going to make something of myself in music is because when I was broke and when I was living in a garage behind a barbershop in Randolph, Massachusetts, I still had a great deal of love, passion, and desire to wake up every day and make beats. And it wasn't for the money. It wasn't for the fame. It wasn't for the accolades. It wasn't for the awards. It was just because I felt like my actual gift was to make these beats, and eventually they would be of service to somebody. Either I would make a beat that Puff could use, like my first placement ended up being Beyonce, keep giving your love to me for the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. And it wasn't because I was trying to be on the microphone or on the record, it's because I understood that there's levels. And those levels actually come from being under the tutelage, finding a mentor, finding somebody that's gonna give you an opportunity. And the greatest gift that you can give to someone who gives you an opportunity is what you do with that opportunity. So when I got that opportunity Jeez. with making a beat for Young Lord, actually, in the Bronx, I was like, uh, I came, came off the plane, he put a little beat on, started making some music, and that actually ended up, because of his relationships, ended up being of service not only to Puff, who was building the soundtrack, it ended up being of service to the movie itself, it ended up being of service to Beyonce's fans because they love to hear new music from Beyonce. But everything that I do is rooted in service. So 
if I want to understand how I can be of service in technology, I take the same approach. I want to go and learn. I want to go and be amongst those who have been successful. The first Bitcoin I ever received was from the CEO of Coinbase. It was because I happened to be in a place. <laughs> no, Respectfully. It, it just, nah, for real. It, it, right. Hey, listen, it was just because I had actually gone out to Silicon Valley and, and really it was actually because I had somebody uh, who was part of my team that said, hey, look, Ryan, I, I have an invitation. You got to go out there. And we just, as, as brand new as we were, we went into the area with a respect and humility that it takes so that people recognize you as a student. Now, when you think about just in, in terms of just human behavior, right? If someone were to tell you the greatest gift that you could give me, let's say it was your mom or something. Sometimes it's tough to give birthday gifts, right? Let's say your mom says, hey, the greatest gift you could give me is just, I, these are my favorite flowers and this is where I'd like to go. Once you actually know this, as a human being, you feel better because you know exactly what to provide to give your mom or someone that you care about the exact thing that they request. And so for me, it turned out to be the best sort of process I possibly could have by just going out and asking the questions. But I knew the same way that it took me eight years working in that basement, working in that garage to get to where I was as a producer, if I wanted to be a technology entrepreneur, I needed to surround myself not only with other technology entrepreneurs and investors and software programmers and developers, but also learn how to do it myself. So I, 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 I literally just took a course on Code Academy. I said, look, if, I, if, if I'm gonna try to do this, I wanna actually at least say that I've, I've uh, uh, made an effort. Stuck so, in the ground. Let me ask, uh, Russell. yes, clap it up for that. LaRussell, let me ask you this. How important is it to not only capture data, but actually get specific information? Because you, you get detailed information for people. Like, you know, you know this person lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and has a farm that you can possibly use, and that's helped you. So talk about that. Like, you just don't capture data. You yeah. get in, in files. I mean, uh, it's like really realizing the human behind the word data. <laughs> like, you know, we hear data and we instantly just start thinking number and statistics, but those things are attached to things. So like one day we did a call to action for just people who had spaces or backyards because we was having trouble with venues and we realized within our, our, our following, we had a whole network of people who was like, hey, you could just pull up. We wouldn't even have to pay a venue or a rental fee, but we never knew because we just look at the numbers as data. You look at a Spotify listener, but when you start actually engaging and asking, and like he says, being of service, people want to be of service to you. We get a lot of people who just pull up and do things for us because, you know, we asked them what they do and what they had available, but sometimes you never know just because you don't ask the question. Yeah, yeah, Kiss, I want to come to you. Longevity is something that you've mastered, man. I, I remember hearing you'll see in like 94. So to, to have you sitting here now is, is a true honor. Well, Don't make me older than I am. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about, well, I guess I kind of aged myself then too, damn. <laughs> Let's talk about 
financial discipline that's come over the years, right? Because you come from the bad boy era to now where you're at the point where, you know, I was watching the interview like, yo, I might become an independent artist, but there's benefits of being on a major. So talk about the lessons in financial discipline that you've learned throughout the course of this longevity career, the longevity that you had in your career. Uh, that's a great word, financial discipline, because in the beginning, I had no discipline at all. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of artists experience or go through. You mess up a lot of money. You're not aware of equity. You're not aware of, you know, just things that you should be aware of. And I think the record labels play on that. You know what I mean? That's something that I don't like with some of the young, younger black, Latino, mm -hmm. male and females with a lot of talent. If you don't have that knowledge, they can jam you up. But um, I think it's important to have a good staff around you. Um, like I said, do a lot of reading, try to obtain the knowledge. And then the more you flourish in the business, you should, you should go for equity. You wanna earn, you wanna own things. Um, me being an old school hustler, I just wanna have some money for a rainy day. So I'm still off the old school old school tactics, save everything. Live life accordingly and, you know, take trips and you only live once, but I'm still save every penny. Old school. Shoebox. Shoebox. And then I come, <laughs> and then not, not, not so much, it's the shoebox mentality, but, you know, with, with the right way you're supposed to do it, and then I come to you guys, y'all two, or actually y'all four, and then y'all show me how to Go to the next level. It's a major key, kiss. Major key. <laughs> I would have copped the Bentley, but I had to pay taxes. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, don't play with them people. Them three letters, the IRS. When they on you, they swarm you. Give them people their money. Do right. That's what we, a lot of people don't tell you that, but make sure you pay your taxes. Ryan, I want to ask you, so you was at InvestFest, the first one. Thank you for coming. Legendary conversation when you talked about you invested in Apple. Ah, it's a crazy story. You made like $12 million off of Apple, and then you invested in Bitcoin when it was like $100. What's the investments that you're looking at now? I know you're probably looking at ChatGPT. Ah. <laughs> Tell us, Ryan. Please. Phones out, everybody. <laughs> right. Please. Right. <laughs> Honestly, what I would say is... Uh, service. Yeah. That's what I got yeah. for. Provide... Yeah, yeah. provide I, that I, service. Provide yeah. that service. Nah, for real. Uh, really, I think uh, just a play on that is um, investing in, in, in your relationships, man. L like, uh, like Troy was just talking about, man. Longevity and just the, the pathway that we have as humans on this planet, right? Raise your hand if in one year you want to be in the same place that you are right now, financially, professionally, in terms of growth. Not a hand in the air, not a single one, right? And so if you think about your relationships as investments in the stock of the future, every single person that actually decided, you know what, I could have been over at a happy hour somewhere, I decided to come be here because I want to edify myself. I want to educate myself. I want to be somewhere where I can learn and soak up something that might inspire me, that might motivate me, that might uh, give me that ignition to actually change where I want to be. 
because sometimes we don't even know what we don't know. And sometimes that conversation, just that one phone call to make you top of mind, that give you that introduction to that dinner, to that, to that, uh, to that, to that office party. To that room that you need to exactly, be Exactly, exactly. So when we think about investments, the only non-fungible resource that we have, a resource that we can't give anybody else. You might have an elderly grandmother or grandfather. You might want to say, you know what? Hey, God, give her six more of my years. It's not possible. So when you realize that your time is non-fungible, you have to be selective in whom you invest that time. Because everybody is going to be moving, but it's just like, hey, you could put your money in a meme stock or you could put your money in a, a blue chip mega cap company that's productive. And you can tell, it's almost like psychologically, you can tell within the first just few minutes of meeting someone, you can already tell like whether or not they're gonna actually be, let's call it on, on, the, on the type of wavelength that's, that's gonna be uh, commensurate or collaborative or complementary to what you wanna do. And you gotta invest super super in those relationships. And so, listen, you probably have a lot of people in your phone right now. If I ask you to bring out your phone, go to your contacts, scroll all the way to the bottom, you're gonna see 200, 500, 1500 people. But you're not talking to those people. So if you're going to think about what you really wanna do and the impact that you wanna make and the way that you wanna make it and the people that you want around you, like Kiss was talking about, you need the best team ever, don't accept less than the best than you can afford, whether through time or money, for the kinds of teams that you want to build around the impact that you want to make in the world. And so for me, I always do this at every single conference, textryan.com. It's a URL, I've had it for a long time. Some folks actually use it, some folks don't. You can just literally go to your browser, you type in textryan.com, you don't have to remember my phone number, just remember yours, you drop it right there. And that's how the conversation starts. That's the first investment. But I'm not gonna call you. You can call me. You can, you can get a, a, a time on my calendar. My, my guys right here, Siki and, and Jonathan from Betabank, they're building the first black commercial bank in America where the lending credentials are not predatory. They're supportive. And they're based on the hustle that we have as a, as a community and culture. They, it, clap it up, I mean, for real, it's, it's for real. But we gonna have to do it together. We gonna have to do it together. And so the fact that Troy and Rashad allow us to have these kind of platforms, to have these kind of conversations, I think is, is priceless. And the, the panel y'all put together today? <laughs> we need Man. Five, five more minutes, because I want to ask yeah, nah, Chris a question I want to ask Man, one, one. I, I, got, I got one, yeah, we, we're gonna go over this time, don't worry about that. Um, we got a new signer. <laughs> Yo, Shotty, check this out. We got, the, we got sign language. Yeah, Atlanta yeah. stepped up the budget. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just, okay, all right. So I, I wanna talk to all three of you because AI is a conversation that's gonna shift the world. It's definitely gonna shift the music industry. Chat GPT is gonna sh change the world and it's already changed the world and definitely can change music for sure. When you're talking about, I can have a program and I tell the program, I want three verses that sound like Kiss, Big, and Nas, and it gives me 30 verses. And I might want beats that come from 
Tim and Swiss and Pharrell, and it gives me 70 beats. And now I can create music. That's disruptive. So I want to I want to go down the line, man. I want to know your thoughts on Chat GPT and AI and the impact that it can have on music in the future. I think is it um, a double-edged sword for if it's interfering with your craft. But with that being said, I'm an artist, which is only a stepping stone in what I got in this game to do. You know what I mean? Of course, I wanted to be a successful artist. I wanted to sell millions of records. I wanted to be able to change my family's financial situation, buy my mother house. All of the things everybody say when they do what they want to do. But also I knew that this was only a stepping stone to do other things in life that I wanted to do. So do I love it? No, but do I accept it and understand that the world's evolving? Sure. And with that being said, don't burn bridges, put more up and you'll be all right in life. And do a lot of praying. Don't forget that part. Well, Russell, what's your thoughts, man? I know technology is a big piece of what you do. Yeah, so. I think it's a beautiful thing because I think it begins to, um, it begins to expose who's replaceable and who isn't, right? There's some people where it's like, it shows your impact. There's some people where you could get a computer to do their job. There's some where you can't. And it's going to show that. And those people to where it's like, nah, a computer can't replace this. You got to really come pay for this because I provide true value. It just changes everything. You know, it could be a weapon or a tool. It depends on which one you using it for. Right. Thoughts. <laughs> Man, uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, when you look at the landscape of the kinds of jobs, if you decide that you want to get a job, or eventually you're going to have little ones, right? And you want them to be set up. I remember a conversation I was having with Ye, and he said, uh, listen, you know, uh, school, I don't believe in traditional school. I think people should just learn how to use Google really well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't sound just like him, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, but, but, but he's, he's for real, right? Because if you look at ChatGPT4, it just came out, it can pass the bar exam, yep. right? So if you actually say, hey, look, you know, um, you, 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 you don't necessarily want to hire the super high-powered, ultra-super-duper expensive lawyer. You could just go to ChatGPT and figure my, out my new hey, representation. What, what's the legal precedent on this, right? So I think, really, it, 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 it creates an opportunity, right? So first and foremost, don't let it go over your head, right? Find out what you need to find out so that you can actually have an intelligent discussion about what the opportunities are that are created from this emergence of technology. But secondly, they are paying, I think, multi-hundreds of thousands of dollars a year right now for folks who are just really good at giving the prompts, right? And it's funny because in many ways, that's, that's why Ye's ahead of his time, right? He said, well, we just need to learn how to actually ask Google what we want to find out, right? So now when we have companies like OpenAI, the building technologies like ChatGPT, the opportunity for those who are in this room and just thinking about, hey, I heard about this on this conference, is learn how to be a great prompter so that when people do want to get the best results out of ChatGPT, 
they know they can call you because you did your research and you're ahead of the, you're ahead of the curve. But I, I'm always interested in the opportunity that's created when new technology emerges. And the opportunity is great, especially for our people, for us, because we're the last ones that they expect to adopt, embrace, innovate, and build on that technology. Yeah, ChatGBT gonna change the game for sure. My last question for Kiss. Um, so we was actually front row at the legendary versus battle. Couldn't miss that. Nah, no way. That no was, way. That was one no for way. the books. So I show you the footage. Yeah, stellar performance. Everybody has seen the verses, right? So, but what I want to talk about, what nobody has really talked about, and I had an inside source that told me, and shout out to Dipset, one of my favorite groups of all time, but they said, they was like, Yo, you know what the main difference was? And I'm like, what? They like, Dipset's rehearsal was like 10 minutes. And it was like, these guys was three hours, like the day before, like the preparation. Few days, few days. Yeah, so that's what people don't talk about. And that's what they don't know. Like, talk about the preparation and the discipline that went in, because it's not like you just had that performance by accident. Oh, you gotta, you, I learned from an OG in the hood, my man Pretty Black, he, he, he would say, stack your peas. And um, also being on Bad Boy, besides being at some of the best parties in the world, <laughs> hanging around Puff, but before we would go on any tour or any TV or anything, he would, he was very adamant about doing a nice amount of rehearsals. And that's something that we picked up from him. Um, anytime you're about to perform on that type of stage, you got to go over it. No matter how nice you think you are, no matter how inclined you think your memory is, you got to get in there and actually repetitively keep going over it. And you know what I mean? Thinking of valleys and peaks and what could go wrong and what they can counteract with and just things of that nature. You actually got to do that for maybe two weeks before. Like, I used everybody with me. Like, what songs you want to hear? What you think they're going to say? What do you, you know what I mean? You, you make yourself a little bit crazy, but at the end of it, the outcome is a beautiful thing due to the work. You get back what you put in. You know what I mean? That's what... That's what anything we want to do. The whole audience, everybody up here on the stage, we could sit here and use a bunch of big words and talk bullshit to each other. But at the end of the day, you get back what you put in into whatever it is you want to, you desire to do. They don't, do you even, have it? They don't even know they Make some it. noise, ladies and gentlemen. 